Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Tonight is the One Israel Fund live stream to wrap up their amazing campaign. Uh, we know what we're doing. We're asking everybody to help the One Israel Fund get to their goal of $360,000. They've already raised $185,000. You can go to oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org. Click on the donate button. They have 15 hours to go. We will um, be with them, Bezrat Hashem, tonight. Eve Harrow gave me a blessing that uh, half a day from now, the uh, my voice will sound a lot better, please God. And if there's a blessing coming from Israel, I have a feeling that we are confident enough to know that it's going to come true. So please God, I'll sound even better tonight when I host the One Israel Fund live stream. Meanwhile, Eve Harrow is with us live via telephone. She is director of tourism and community development in Judea and Samaria for the One Israel Fund. And before I introduce her, one of the things that she has done many, many, many times on these airwaves is rightfully yell and scream at the North American Jewish community for not having moved yet to Israel. And as we suffer from this disconnect, as we suffer from this gap, as we suffer from this divide where I can't be with my siblings and where so many people can't be with family, and when we can't visit our Holy Land, uh, as we go through all of this, the words that she has said on these airwaves so many times in the last 20 years resonate with me and I'm sure many, many listeners. There is an easy way to solve this problem, and hopefully more and more people will, in fact, solve it in a proper manner. Eve Harrow, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Hi, Nachum. It's great to be here. As you said, I'd rather be with you in person so I can scold you face to face, but at least on the phone. <laughs> I got to say, one of, the, one of the best things about having you as a guest is that you tell it like it is. You don't hold back. And, oh, yeah. And basically, no, and, no. and there's nothing we can do because we know you're 100% right. So I know a lot of people are tuned in right now. I'm sure many of them are heeding your advice and internalizing it. Hopefully, all of us at some point will actually act on it. And to not have this di- so. and not have this divide between the diaspora and the state of Israel. Isn't it amazing how this two year pandemic, so far two years, has been the vehicle that God has used to remind us that just because we think Israel is always there for us, uh, there are gonna be times when we will have zero access. Isn't it amazing in twenty twenty one that it took it- it's real. It really is incredible. Hashem's got quite a sense of humor. You know, the Jews are known for for being funny, <laughs> disproportionate number of comedians, right. and we know exactly where we got it from. Hundred percent. Creator. Yeah. Our Creator Himself. Uh, tonight's a big night, and I take your blessing very seriously. I hope to sound even better when I host the live stream this evening. I'm happy to see and to report that uh, already the uh, One Israel Fund and the Give a Little Heart campaign has exceeded half their goal. And I figured we'd uh, speak this morning. You know, so much of what we've discussed about the One Israel Fund over the years has to do with security. And I know that you know that it's a very important topic and one that does, in fact, really speak to the people who are in the diaspora who want to help those in Israel, especially when it comes to life-saving situations. But Eve... You know about community development. You know about all the projects that are going on and all the positive stuff that's happening. What could you tell us aside from security that people are supporting when they support this big campaign? Well, look, I think we all love the sound of kids laughing. 
And the reason that the kids can laugh inside Yudava Shamran is because of the security blanket that is wrapped around them. And a lot of that, of course, is due to Mark Provisor and his tremendous donors on the One Israel Fund and what they've done. But life goes on in the communities. People are not going to live in a place if it feels like an army camp. And therefore, what I was asked to do about a year and a half ago, when tourism completely went out the window, you know, they just found the embryo or like they found an egg of a dinosaur somewhere in the world, right? Right. And I was thinking to myself, oh, my God, that could be tour guides. We're just like that. We're not happening right now. It's been incredibly frustrating because... What I'd love to do and what I've done for the Wednesday Fund for years is pile people on buses and take them all around New Run. So a year and a half ago, Scott Feldman said to me, listen, that's not happening, but the community still needs to be developed, and I need somebody to do it, and there's nobody who knows them better than you. So will you do that part? So I switched hats, and that's what I've been doing. And um, it is tremendously gratifying. I have a list of places that my donors have given in the last year and a half that are completed and just waiting for them to come and see the music park in Pnei Hever, the dance studio in Itamar, the uh, sports field in Noktim, and on and on and on. But I can't do it without you guys, the people who are listening and the people who really understand that in order to, I would say, also thwart the nefarious plans of a whole lot of people, both in and out of Israel, we have to strengthen life in Yudav Shamron. Um, they, they have to be people here. There have to be communities here. And in order to do that, it is amazing sometimes what one thing can do to get a family to move into a community. One of the projects that I have now on my front burner and I'm going to be going up next week to Migdalim to see what they're talking about. Migdalim is a community just east of the very, very strategic Tapoach Junction. It's the only road that cuts east-west through the Shamron, leads down to the Jordan Valley from Tel Aviv. And it was a community that was struggling for a long time. They had kind of a weak population there. It's a very strategic place, but isolated. They had some attacks. It wasn't great. And they've got some people in there now who are totally changing it. They've got young religious families have come in and people working hard. And they have a plan now to create a little community center with all kinds of different facilities in it. And one of the aspects of it really caught my eye, which was a place to do um, therapy for women who have postpartum depression. So thank God we've got a lot of babies being born in the Shamron. But we also know it was kind of like a hidden thing. I have a master's degree in psychology. This is something that really, you know, I love people and seeing what's going on with people. And so many issues were hidden over the years. Um, if for the people who are going to tune in later tonight to the gala, I have the um, privilege of interviewing Hillel Fult as part of the film. And he speaks very, very openly about mental health issues as well. And it's really something that to a great degree is coming out there now, but people need the help. I mean, you can you could say I have it, and you can the women can be suffering, but there needs to be a place and there needs to be help so that she can get back on her feet, she can take care of her family, she can take care of herself. And I thought that was just a great project that they're doing because it's not just for their own community. It's something that's going to draw women from all the communities around. Sure. And that's something that we really love to do. For example, in the community of Na'alet, which is a staunchly secular community, they had it in the contract when you joined the community that there would not be a mikvah. 
And a few years ago, some of the people decided that they wanted to have a mikvah, the women there, and they have a tremendous leader of the community because some people said, but what? But we're secular and we don't want a whole religious element coming in. He said, listen, I just built a basketball court and a lot of people here don't play basketball. Not everything we build has to be used by everybody, but if there's a significant number that want it, we're going to do it. And he put up a mikvah with One Israel Fund's help that helps women who um, have physical disabilities, who can't get in on their own and has a special chair so that they don't need help and they can do this very personal and intimate time on their own. And now there are women from religious communities coming to Na'aleh in order to use their mikvah. So this idea of um, finding communities that are doing something not just for their own community but for the region is, for me, a major priority. And also finding the people whom I work with. Because I've gone into some communities and they have a lot of needs, but I'm not seeing anybody who's going to make it happen. You know, that will give over money and then in two years' time it's just sitting there. And that's not what I do for my donors. So when we get money and I get a project, I want it up and running within a few months. People work hard. They have a lot of choices about where to give their money to. And I want them to see that when they give to One Israel Fund and they give to these projects, they are being used and used well. And that the person that I'm working with, be it someone from the Binyamin Fund opposite me or the Goshetion Fund, or whether it's somebody in the community itself, what they call the Maskir kind of the secretary of the small community, is somebody that we get each other, we have the same goals, I can trust them, and it, it goes really far. It's not just a matter of writing a check and saying goodbye and, you know, and good luck. It's really staying involved with the community and going there, of course, bringing the donors there and making sure that everything, you know, is maintained and moves the way it's supposed to. So there's a tremendous amount of satisfaction in doing that. Frustration that all you guys haven't been able to come and see what you've done, but let's take advantage of that and get this going today so that when you all come back in a few months' time, we won't even have the days to go around and see everything that's been accomplished in the meantime. So mm. even while you're not in Israel, you are in Israel. No question about it. Eve Harrow is with us live via telephone from Judea and Samaria. Uh, I think people have uh, followed your advice <clears throat> and have participated, and we know this because the campaign has already achieved half of its goal. <clears throat> Tonight will be with the One Israel Fund. You can go right now to oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org, and help fund the projects that Eve just outlined. Um, you know, it's funny. At the beginning of um, your presentation this morning, you said that you never know what one thing uh, needs to be done in order to attract people to a community. And you know that aside from supporting Israel, a lot of people in this audience want to support the growth of Judea and Samaria. If we are responsible for families and communities getting larger because we've gone ahead and supported specific causes or specific projects that you've outlined, then we have really helped build and expand the uh, you know the one of the more important parts of Israel, Judea and Samaria. So everything you mentioned and, and in your presentation, I don't know how many there were, there were many, but everything you mentioned, every one of them has the potential to attract individuals and families to that area of Israel. And I think it's really important for people to realize that when they support one project, they're not just supporting a project, they're supporting an effort to expand the area. We have a project in a place called Gba'ot in western Gushetan called Sadnachilu, which is a village for kids with special needs. And like the Gabai of the synagogue there has Down syndrome. 
The entire village is built around this school. It's an incredible place. And people have come to live in this area. People also send their kids from Jerusalem to here, the kids who, go, who don't sleep there, come every single day to Gush Etzion, to this special school, um, because it offers something that they can't get anywhere else. So you know, they do dog therapy and horses, and the kids take care of the animals. It's just amazing. And, and it really, we punch above our weight here in Yudavashomaron. You know, I mean, we're the heartland, and, and we're the biblical heartland, and we're called, Jude- we're called Jews because of Judea. And we, through the grace of Hashem, have come home. But it's not just about the half a million Jews who are living here. Our um, our nation is so amazing because we are for each other no matter where we are. In the Middle Ages, if you sent your husband off for months because he, I don't know, he was involved in trading or whatever it was, you knew that a Jewish community thousands of miles away was taking him in and caring for him as you were doing in your community for someone who you'd never even met. That is the strength of our people. That is why we are still here despite all the attempts by virtually everyone, and they're still ongoing to make sure that we're not. And we are physically holding on to this place, and there's a lot of building and development that's going on from the other side that's being funded by the EU and by other people who do not want to see Jews living once again in our homeland. And so we have to really redouble our efforts. And it's like I was, it was, I was just listening to the to the Devar Torah before me. When you do chesed, you don't know the ramifications of everything you do. You see someone says thank you, or you see it just right in front of you. But the bigger picture and the waves that you create is something that you'll never know. And so, you know, when people get involved here in the communities and enable us to build something uh, and create a safe haven and a place for the families here, you don't know how far that goes. All right. A lot of it is faith and a lot of it is trust. And I just want to express my appreciation because I know that the last couple of years have been really hard for a lot of people. And I'm definitely not the only one who is not doing what, what they were supposed to be doing and what they were trained to do. And so there's a tremendous appreciation on our part for people's involvement. And I, I really just want to say that I feel very blessed to be here. Uh, Mark Provisor and I are the only two. We don't have an office. We both work out of our homes or in our cars um, in doing what we can. But I feel that there are thousands of people behind us and with us all the time. And that is a great motivator. It really is. And I just want to express my appreciation to all of you for getting involved. Well, and we'll express our appreciation for what you do uh, on the ground. Um, It sounds like there's a battle going on as you describe how the EU is funding the other side and they're trying their best to make inroads. It sounds like there's a real battle, and we get to support the army, uh, the army of God and the army of Israel that you are part of because we get to support the One Israel Fund. And by the way, maybe one of the reasons the campaign is doing well is because people have now taken the money they would have used to go to Israel, that they would have used to spend in Israel. Maybe, uh, maybe instead of um, uh, uh, instead of going, which we know, you know, right now it's so hard to go. Uh, maybe they've taken the money that they would have used in 2021 to go to Israel and spend in Israel. They've given it to the One Israel Fund. I hope. I hope people. Well, then I hope everyone had a first-class ticket and was staying at the King David. <laughs> Turn that over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spoken like a true, like a true tour coordinator. Uh, well, there you have it, folks. You have an opportunity to support this cause right now uh, by increasing the uh, over 50 percent. Um, success so far of the One Israel Fund in their campaign, uh, just go to oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org.
org and give a little heart that's the name of the campaign give a little heart and they're aiming for three hundred and sixty thousand dollars by 11 p.m eastern time tonight and i look forward to joining everybody tonight for the big celebration beginning at 8 p.m eastern time again it's oneisraelfund.org oneisraelfund.org eve harrow is director of tourism and community development in israel and eve do me a favor uh i described the gap i described the divide i described just how disconnected we are to the holy land Give us a final word of uh, optimism. Give us a final word of, of what we, uh, we 6,000 miles away from the Holy Land should be thinking at this time. Well, we're not going anywhere. So, you know, we're here. We're doing what has to be done. And I know you guys are going to get back here soon. I live in Efrat. I'm looking out my window right now at Beit Lechem. Beit Lechem of David HaMelech, of Ruth, of Boaz, of tremendous chesed, because that's what Megillah Ruth was all about. And um, and that's what's going to sustain us. We're still here, and we will continue to be here for a long time. You can take part in it or not, but I think this is something that you want to be able to take part in because this is really much much bigger than it looks. And as a pro- and as a personal thing, Nachum, ginger, honey, <laughs> lemon juice, that'll help you throat a lot. I appreciate that. As, I, as, I, <laughs> as I've told the audience, I've been taking ginger every day for the last 20 years, ever since a listener recommended it. And uh, anybody who's been yep. paying careful attention, they know that for me, this is really rare, really, really rare. I mean, uh, in the old days, used to suffer from this a lot, but uh, this has not happened in quite a while. Uh, looking forward to participating with you tonight, Eve. Uh, blessings to everybody in the Holy Land. Dashcham, as we say, and thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you to everybody. Take care, Nachum. Feel good. One is one. Yes, we will certainly see you later, and we'll speak later because we'll both be part of that amazing broadcast this evening, ladies and gentlemen. I said this yesterday when we were doing our own campaign. Even when we are asking you to support us, we are asking you to support great causes. Nobody does that. Today, it's a it's a such an important cause. A strong One Israel Fund is a strong future of the state of Israel. That's it. And I think you got that from the conversation we just had with Eve Harrow. Oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org. Join us 8 p.m. Eastern time tonight um, for, all the, uh, for all the action. Oneisraelfund.org. Again, tonight, all the action when we uh, present the One Israel Fund live stream beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern time. An honor to be part of it. The campaign wraps up at 11 p.m. tonight. Support the One Israel Fund. You're listening to JM in the AM.